You're listening to the Cornerstone Word of Life Church podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's teaching. For more information on our church, please visit cwol.org. As we were we were in the, the back, uh, just kind of fellowshipping before we came out this morning, uh, pastors kind of got over in my message today, and I was like, let's get out there because you all are in my message today. <laughs> amen. Praise the Lord. So it's just good. When the Holy Ghost has something on the burner, amen, you can just smell it cooking. The aroma is just just in the air, amen, and the Holy Ghost is moving. Uh, not always in the wild, huh? But that still small voice that speaks to us on the inside. Amen. That ability just to be able to sit down and just read the word of God and God speaks to us. Amen. Out of his word. I love the hilarity. I love the running. I love the dancing. I love all that and do it as much as I can. But there's nothing like pulling up beside the ocean and just opening up your Bible and let the maker of the ocean talk to you. Oh, it's wonderful. It is wonderful. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And for just a few minutes this morning, I'm not going to be long today because I don't see enough I voted signs. <laughs> only, only say three. Amen. So four. So I uh, should be a whole lot more. Amen. So I'm going to give you all enough time to, amen, grab some Ritz crackers, put some peanut butter on it and go vote. <laughs> amen amen praise God and the thing that is on my heart to share with you uh this morning is just to talk some about the local church being our safe house the local church is supposed to be a place amen where where we're definitely fed the word of God come on somebody Amen. And where we spend time fellowshipping and developing relationships with one another. And it is our responsibilities, especially your pastor's responsibilities, amen, to keep this a safe place, a safe house, amen, for those that, that dwell within. Amen. Uh, in, in, in my home growing up, my, my father was the, the keeper. He was the guard of the home. And when he heard uh, anything going on that shouldn't be going on. He was up out of the bed. He had his attention. He had his focus on whatever was trying to come against his family. Amen. And not only did he have his attention on what would try to damage the family, he also had his attention on the things that would bless his family. So he had double duty. Amen. He wanted to let the good in and keep the bad out. And there was nothing that upset him more, amen, than when bad tried to get in. My father was a nice man, but he could flip on you. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And you didn't, you, you didn't like it when he flipped because he'd fight the biggest man in the room. Praise the Lord. So he believed in keeping the house, house safe. i just tell you this right quick, and I'm not preaching long today. We were, we were in one of our big con- conventions one time, and uh, we had a man who walked in the service well, he, he was walking down the highway, high, hallway trying to get into the service, and uh, he was using profanity, and, and he was saying he wanted somebody to fight. And you could hear him over in the sanctuary making all that ruckus. And uh, I, I watched my dad. He came down off the pulpit, went out the side door, 
You know, when you know, when you know your people, you know, uh-oh, something up. <laughs> and, and so, you know, we had to make our way outside to see what, what was going on. And when we came out the door, my father was taking his coat off and said, I'm Elder Perry Slaughter. If you're looking for somebody to fight, I'm your man. And the dude turned around and left. <laughs> Amen. We love Jesus, but we'll handle you too. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. We keep the house safe. We keep the house safe. Amen. <laughs> Ain't gonna let crazy run wild in here. Amen. And there are there are we're, we're we live in a time where there are so many wonderful ministries and anointed men and women of God in the earth, and uh, we have the ability to watch so many people on television, on the internet, and all these different avenues where. Uh, we can be fed. But there, even with all that going on, there is nothing like the local church. There is nothing that can substitute, amen, us being together in this setting. Hello, somebody. If you die, I'm not coming to bury you. Hello. If you're in the hospital, I'm not coming to visit you. Well, it's real quiet this morning. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. <laughs> That's why God has set pastors, amen, in areas to be to the people in that community that he needs him, them, him to be, him and her to be. He has set them in that community to be his hands, to be his voice. Amen. Uh, God is a protector. Amen. And he shields us from things. And a lot of times uh, when he's moving and when he's manifesting, when things have to be done, uh, it comes through the voice of our pastor. And that's why we can never get tired of the voice of the shepherd. Amen. Praise the Lord. We can get familiar with things, but we can never just allow ourselves, amen, to grow slack, amen, and not honor the people that God has placed over us. And it's, a, it's, it's work to do that. Hello. My dad was a pastor. It was is uh, a work, amen, to call him pastor on one hand and then call him daddy on the other side. Who is you right now? <laughs> I know it's who are. <laughs> but I need to know who I'm talking to right now. Amen. And so, you know, you have to grow and, and develop in these things, in these relationships. Amen. And the church is a safe house where we're able to grow, where we're able to, to mature, where we're able to develop. Amen. I just didn't step out on the stage and start singing to 3,000 people. I didn't just step out on the stage, amen, and start preaching to 5,000 people. I started in my local church. Amen. I started in that little Pentecostal church, amen, where any time it could run from 50 to 100 people or, or more, amen. I started in that little place and learned to serve there. Learned to minister from that place, amen. And then as, as uh, I grew in the word and grew in revelation and grew in my relationship with the Lord, then things began to grow. But it, how many of you know it took a whole lot of correction? A whole lot of correction. I mean, a whole lot, a whole lot of correction, because I was a talk back person. You ain't going to just say something to me and walk away. <laughs> I'm better now. I'm better now. Amen. I see the improvement. Woo 
Amen. We were talking a little bit the other day, and I said, you know, I had to learn how, I had to, learn how to be a peacemaker. Because I felt like if you, if you said something, you needed a response. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Anybody got their Bible this morning? <laughs> Amen. So we want to look here just for a few minutes this morning again. This is our safe haven. This is our safe place. And I want us to open to Hebrews chapter 10 this morning. Hebrews chapter 10. And I want us to look here at verse, verse 19. Hebrews 10. And I want to start here in verse 19. And it says this. I'm reading from the uh, King James version of the word today. And it says, having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holies by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way which he hath consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say, his flesh, and having a high priest over the house of God, says, let us draw near with, let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith, having our heart sprinkled from the from an evil conscience, and our bodies washed with pure water. Verse 23 says, Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as the matter of some is, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Here in these early verses, we see the ministry of Jesus, his present day ministry, that he is our high priest, amen, in the house of God. And because of what he's done, because of what he has done by the shedding of his blood, amen, it now gives us boldness and the ability to enter into the presence of God without shame, without guilt, without condemnation, amen. It, it, it covers us from the spiritual side, but then also from our natural side, amen. Everything is covered by the blood of Jesus, and Jesus is there, and he has done his work, and he is doing his work, amen. And it builds a confidence on the inside of us knowing, amen, that Jesus is doing what he is supposed to do. But not only is he doing what he's supposed to do, but we're supposed to be doing what we're called to do. Amen. It's easy to get focused on what he has done and what he has accomplished and what he is now doing at the right hand of the Father. But we are still here in the earth. Amen. And there are still things that we are called to do here in the earth. And one of the things that it says that we're called to do is to assemble ourselves together. Amen. And even the more so as we see the day approaching. Amen. How many of you know that we are closer to the end now than what we were even a year ago? Hello, somebody. Amen. And so the, the scripture tells us not to assemble less, but to assemble more. Everybody say more. more. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Less, Lord, more. We are to assemble more. Amen. Even though we have the Internet and again, even though we have all these things to where we can hear preaching, to where we can hear teaching, we're not really effective as the body of Christ being separate from one another. Our most powerful way of being effective is to be together. 
Have you ever talked to someone, amen, over the phone and you get one impression, but then when you talk to them face to face, you realize, well, that wasn't what they were saying at all. Now that I can see you face to face, I see your expressions and I can really hear and I better understand what you're saying because I can see you. And that's how it is. Amen. I, I do watch uh, different ministries and things on the TV. I, I do watch that. But I also have a local church that I'm connected to so that the pastor can look at me and he knows whether or not I'm really receiving what he's saying or not. Real quiet in the sanctuary this morning. But I need that. And we, we all need that because that's our safe house. That's our safe place. That's our safe place to be corrected. That's our safe place to grow. That's our safe place, amen, to develop. But we have to come together. We're not to forsake coming together. Amen. And I believe God is just real happy about these meetings. <laughs> I really do. I believe he is happy. They are doing what I called them to do. They doing this thing. Amen. They're not, amen. Everybody could be at the voting poll right now. Hello? Folks could be knocking on doors right now. We need to go vote. We need to go vote. But you've chosen the greater thing. Praise the Lord Jesus. Amen. Am I doing all right this morning? Amen. Praise the Lord. I'm open for correction, even though I don't want to be. I'm open, you know. <laughs> Amen. Reason why that we, one of the main reasons that, that we come together is that as we come together, we sharpen one another. We sharpen our abilities. We sharpen our skills. Amen. We sharpen our love walk. I could have gone all day without saying that one, huh? But it's in the Bible. It's in the Bible. Amen. Uh, you know, it's easy to walk in love when you don't have to be bothered with anybody. But when they're around all the time, they never go away. Their bad habits, things that you consider their bad habits, never go away. Are you ever going to change that? No, that's me. Oh, it's amazing how you begin to grow in love. Oh, okay. Let me find something in here that y'all might like this morning. <laughs> Amen. Because, you know, many times we feel like we feel like uh, or we get the impression that that the greater ministry is is to operate in the gifts of the spirit, to be the preacher, to be the teacher. And, and we don't really realize the value. Are you listening to me this morning? We don't really realize the value that we should place on one another just for being able to see one another. There are times that I walked in church and I just hadn't been at, at my best and kind of had a bad attitude. Praise the Lord. I know that's hard to imagine. But one of the sisters or one of the saints would walk up to me and just grab me and hug me and say, how you doing today, Brother Slaughter? Appreciate you. Wait, they didn't preach me a message. Huh? They didn't correct me. Oh, it's real quiet right now. This correction thing's not going over too well today. <laughs> But I have to adjust my attitude, amen, to say, I'm going to respond to what they're giving me. They're operating out of their gift. They're operating out of the love of God. And I can go, well, what you hugging me for? What you want? <laughs> 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 
praise the Lord Jesus. You know, uh, I was at a church one time. I'm not preaching all day. But I was at a, in a service one time, and, and the pastors had us turn around and greet one another and shake hands and, and say hi. And I was, I was, you know, doing what the pastor said, shaking hands and saying hi. And I shook this one lady's hand, and she said, hi, Brother Slaughter. And I was like, <laughs> that wasn't the love of Jesus right there. That was something else. I, <laughs> Come on, somebody. You can recognize. You can recognize stuff. Hello? When the body is operating right and people start functioning outside of what that body operates, you you know. You know. Uh-huh. And I started getting letters and little notes from her. So, let's move on. I know you want to know the rest of the story, but we're going to move on. <laughs> But we are called, <laughs> we, <laughs> we are called, I could tell you so many stories like that, praise the Lord Jesus. We were in Michigan one time. <laughs> I don't know if you remember this meeting or not, but we were there in the service and the Holy Ghost was moving, amen. And this lady starts running back and forth across in front of the church. She's down front, everybody's running. And you notice that she's getting closer and closer to the front row, and then she makes a move for me. <laughs> and the usher grabbed her and said, <laughs> and Mom Hagen looked at me and said, that's your wife, that's your wife. <laughs> Praise the Lord. A little fun in the midst of it all, amen. It's a whole lot of things that can go on in church, amen. But we are called to minister to one another in the right way, amen, in the right way, amen, in the right way. Not pull on each other's carnal side, but to use our giftings and use what God has placed on the inside of us to be a blessing to one another, amen. Hello, you can say hi and not be asking somebody out on a date. Praise the Lord. And so it's by assembling ourselves together that we begin to grow out of these carnal attitudes and carnal way of living. Because we all, we all start somewhere. Amen. And when new people come in, we're merciful to them because we had to start somewhere. Somebody had to help us. Whoo! Lord, have mercy, Jesus. The stories that are just coming to my mind this morning, but I'm going to move on. We are to minister to those among us because if we're going to be a blessing on the outside of this, these walls, we need to first know how to be a blessing inside these walls. Because this, again, is a safe place where we can grow. It's a safe place where we can de develop. It's a safe place to where we can kind of try different things. Are you with me? You know, to see, well, is, is this working? Is this not working? How do I need to adjust this? Praise the Lord. In, in, in singing, <laughs> you, can, you can sing to a crowd. I'm sure my brother, you know this. You can sing, you can sing to a crowd and you can minister them, to them by the Spirit of God. Or you can sing to a, a crowd and you can project different things in your singing. Huh? 
You can sing, you are so beautiful. And people know that you're singing to Jesus. Or you can sing, you are so beautiful. And everybody knows that you got your eye on somebody in the third row. <laughs> Hello. And those things, those things get exposed. And those things, again, they have to be corrected. Because if pastors don't, don't correct it, if pastors don't say something, then people see that going on and they think, hey, it's okay to do that. So there has to be correction made. If you do it publicly, you get corrected publicly. Let me say that one more time. If you do it publicly, you get corrected publicly. Amen. I got to hurry up and move on. One time we were in a meeting with Brother Hagin, and, and I quoted the scripture, I will look to the hills from which cometh my help, my help cometh from the Lord. Amen. It was one of those services, amen, where I got the crowd with me in the organs behind me. I'm looking to the hills. I'm looking to the hills. And we shouting and we screaming. And I looked over at Dad, and he's just sitting there. I'm thinking, you know, I went to your Bible school. <laughs> <laughs> amen you said be scriptural I'm being scriptural right now amen you just and so when he got up and took the service he kind of did his thing where he patted the podium said well I don't look, know about you but I ain't looking to the hills no more <laughs> that's in the bible that's the bible that's the word of God why you mean you ain't looking to the hills <laughs> Well, I'll tell that later on, too. I'll finish it another time. But no, nah, let me finish that. And, <laughs> and so he said, I, he said I don't, we don't have to look to the hills anymore. He said, the, the scripture says, and then he proceeded to rattle off about 30 or 40 scriptures about in him and who we are in Christ. Amen. That greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. And he just went on and on and all. Amen. About our helper being on the inside. And I was like. Amen. And he totally took the crowd away from how I had it focused and got it focused on greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world that we're not looking out, but we're looking in now. And so I had to receive that correction because I did it in front of three or four thousand people. Thank God I wasn't white. <laughs> I would have been turning all kind of red, pink and blue. <laughs> but I made, I made the adjustment. And so when we did the song again a few meetings later, amen, instead of talking about looking out, I talked about looking in. And I looked over at him, and he was like. <laughs> amen. But again, this is, this is a safe house. This is a safe place. Amen. And we receive correction because, we, we, again, we want to be the most effective outside of here that we can possibly be. Amen. And so uh, when you look at the writings of these men of God in the word of God, when you look at the writings of Paul and Peter and James and John, amen, uh, we're taught things that we're supposed to do. Tells us specifically things that we are supposed to do. And I, I want to go through a list this morning, and you might want to write some stuff down that uh, as I go through that kind of on the inside of you. You know, the Holy Ghost just trying to check you a little bit, work in this area. Praise the Lord. But we're told to serve one another. I could preach on all these this morning. We're called to serve one another. 
greet one another, comfort one another, care for one another, instruct one another, welcome one another. Hello? Well, praise the Lord. Here's that one. Love one another. Amen. And that one's so, so necessary that it's in, in the word of God over 12 times in those writings. Love one another. Love one another. Show kindness to one another. Isn't it amazing that you had to tell Christians to be kind to one another? Okay. Live in harmony with one another. Submit to one another. Teach and admonish one another. I know I just want to talk about that just, just a little bit. Again, our, our, our pastors and our instructors, they're, they're the main ones, amen, who teach us. But just like in a family, when you, when, you have, when you have older siblings in a family, many times the older siblings sometimes are able to communicate better to the younger siblings than what mom and dad are. Are you listening to me this morning? I was one of the, the, the younger siblings in the family, and so my brother and my sisters, they had already lived through some stuff and gone through some things with my parents. And, and as the younger one, my brothers and sisters, they were able to help me to see things that my parents were trying to instruct me and help me in. Because again, I was the one that liked to talk back. I liked to argue. But because my, my siblings were there, amen, they were able to teach me and they were able to help me and they were better able to help me understand what it was that my parents were trying to get across to me. Not that they were trying to be my mom and dad. Are you listening? But they were trying to help me understand what it is that my parents were trying to teach me and trying to get across to me. Amen. And so they were able to save me a lot of steps because I would listen to them. Remember that time daddy told me to do this and I didn't do it and he knocked me upside the head? You want the same thing? <laughs> well, no. Well, you better do what he says then. Praise the Lord. Amen. Teaching one another and admonishing one another. We are to encourage one another. Amen. We are to do good to one another. These are all, all scripture. This is what the Bible tells us to do. Amen. And we all have the capability of doing all these things. Not just the ones that we like. We, we are supposed to do all. Everybody say all. all. We're supposed to do all these things and not leave any of them out and not just pick and choose our favorite one. Do good to one another. Exhort one another. Stir up one another. Confess our sins to one another. That don't mean you go and blab and tell everything that you do. Hello. That's where you use your discretion. Amen. And go to people who are mature in the body of Christ. Amen. And that are going to help you grow out of whatever it is that you're going through. Not somebody that's going to fall in with you, child. I've been going through the same thing. <laughs> Nah, yeah, that, that ain't what you want. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> you don't want somebody that's going to run company with you. You want somebody who's going to pray for you and believe God with you, amen, and help strengthen you and let you know how you can get over it, amen. You can grow out of this, praise the Lord, and help you get out of whatever situation you didn't got yourself into. And help you get out of whatever situation you didn't got yourself into. 
Amen. Praise the Lord. I'm almost done this morning. I can tell this is going over really well. Amen. Which one did I leave off with? Confess. Oh, that one. Yeah, confess our sins to one another. I don't sin, you lying. <laughs> All right, let me quit. We confess our sins to one another. And the scripture said, confess your sins that you may be healed. There are certain things that we can get ourselves into that it can open up the door to sickness and disease. And we need to make those things right. We need to make the correction. Amen. But again, this is a safe place. This is a safe house. And we can make those corrections. We can do those things, amen, and get our healing. We are to show hospitality to one another. We are to clothe ourselves with humility towards one another. And we are to, to fellowship with one another. Nobody in this, in, in the body, is too good for you to fellowship with. And nobody in the body is less, so much less than what you can fellowship with. Praise the Lord Jesus. That always goes over really big. Sometimes in church we can kind of, we can kind of get, what's the word I want to use? Clickish? Hmm? And, and we get used to, to our cliques and we get used to fellowshipping with the people that we fellowship with. And, and in, in some ways, listen to me, in some ways there is nothing wrong with that. But then other ways there is everything wrong with that. All right, if I use the praise and worship team as an example. They're together, I would say, a minimum of three times a week. Sunday, two services, Wednesday service, and then sometimes there's a rehearsal in there. So that's four times a week that they are assembling together, that they're coming together. And when you're together that many times, you're going to build relationship. Hello? And because, and because they build relationship when they see one another and they talk to one another, amen, it seems like they just have this great communication and things just go well with them and it's real smooth. And then you walk up on the scene and nobody has anything to say. And you're like, they got an attitude. What, huh? <laughs> they think they better just because they on stage. No, no, no. They have spent time together. They have developed a relationship Come on with one another. They're, they're close. They know one another. They know when one another is or they're, they're going through things and they understand one another. Amen. And so they, they develop this, this, I don't want to say click, bond. Thank you. Help a preacher out this morning. But they develop this bond. Amen. And they know how to work together. They know how to flow together. Amen. They know how to say, well, they haven't had the best day, so I'm not going to put pressure on them today. Just need to take it easy. And they understand one another. And People see that on the outside and feel left out. Well, what is the remedy for that? Find your spot. Find where you're supposed to be. Find where you're supposed to be working in the body. And you'll find that you have the same thing that they have. Therefore, you don't have anything to be envious over. You don't have anything to be jealous over. Amen. You just found your place in the body, and you're just working together in your place. They work right. Amen. The, let's do it like this. Amen. Uh, the, the brain works right. Come on. Yeah. 
the nerve system works right, the digestion system works right, everything functions and works just like it's supposed to because everything is in its place. Praise the Lord. This is a safe place to grow. Amen. This is a safe place to develop. I know we're not bouncing off the walls this morning, but it is so important that we find our place and we begin to grow and we begin to mature. Amen. Rolling on the floor is not necessarily a sign of maturity. <laughs> Being the best dancer in the church is not necessarily a sign of maturity. Shoo. But when we know how to be humble toward one another, when we know how to serve one another, come on, doing good towards one another, helping each other out, those are signs of maturity right there. I know what you need. I know where you need help at. So let me be a blessing to you. Let me put myself aside and let me help you. Let me put my wants, my needs aside, and let me help you. Let me be a blessing to you. Amen. I want to do good to you. We were in the, the, the Rhema Singers and Band, Regina and I, we traveled together. And uh, there were people in the group who had uh, difficulty financially. Is that a good way to say that? Difficulty fi financially. And, and so uh, there were people in the group that got together and said, hey, Let's bless them. Let's buy them some furniture. Let's buy them a couch. Let's buy them a car. And it wasn't because Brother Hagen came down and said, hey, y'all need to take care of each other. Hello? It came on the hearts of people in the group. And so we did good things for one another. We helped people pay off their bills. This wasn't the church. This was the group within the church, within that body. And we had a relationship to where we just worked together with one another. And we wanted to bless one another. We love one another. We appreciate one another. Amen. So we were blessing to each other. Uh, separately, we couldn't do much. But together, it was awesome. We had some incredible things happen. We bought some nice cars, didn't we? Oh, we got one for you, didn't we? Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. But we were able to be a blessing to one another, not because we had so much. And listen, we didn't buy her a BMW. <laughs> it was close. No. <laughs> it probably had 30 years on it, though. But anyway, <laughs> but within our means of what we had, we were able to be uh, a blessing to her. Amen. Uh, thank you for reminding. I totally forgot about that. But we were able to be a blessing to one another, serve one another, help one another with where we were at. Come on, we were able to bless the church as a whole, was able to bless Pastor with the Mercedes. I don't know, maybe 15 years ago. And said, well, we couldn't bless her with a Mercedes, but we could bless her with a hoopty. Hello, and she appreciated the hoopty because she was able to get out and do what she needed to do and do her business, amen? And it was a blessing being able to serve in that way. What is it that is in your hands that you can be a blessing to the people around you? Sometimes people just need that hug. Sometimes people just need that word of exhortation. Sometimes people just need the care that you can give them. 
And by doing that, you're being effective in the body. That's just as powerful as somebody standing up, rattling off in tongues and giving a message in other tongues. Because that's what they need. They need that service at that time. They need that help at that time. They need that encouragement. They've stepped out. They're in an arena that they're not familiar with. And you say, come on, you can do this, girl. Come on. You got this thing. You got this. I've been where you at. Come on. Woo, and you strengthen them, and you help them, amen, and you build them up, and they go in, and they take the land, they possess the land, all because you just what? You just exhorted them and said, you can do this, you can do this, you can do this, amen. We have a, a body this big, pastors can't do everything. Hmm? When you have big families, Parents teach the older kids how to take care of the younger kids. Hello, anybody in here know that? They, I know you have small families now. <laughs> but back in the day, parents used to teach the older kids how to take care of the younger siblings so that the parents could do what they needed to do because there was more for the parents to do. Listen, I got to work all day. You got to take care of this house. And all 10 children behind you. We're here in a safe place, in a safer environment. And sometimes there's pressure, and, and again, like on those who are in leadership under pastors, they have more pressure on them. And pastors may, may talk to them more stern than they do you. Not because pastors don't like them, hello, but they have a responsibility to you. And the ones close to them, Sometimes you got to talk harder to them because I expect it out of you. I expect you to represent me in this situation. So don't you talk your crazy talk. Hello? You say what I would say. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Why? Because this is a safe house. This is a safe house. When your siblings say the same thing that your parents would say, there's security in that home. It's not all these different voices. It's the same voice. It's the same word. One of the things that I loved about traveling with Brother Hagen is that whenever you would get into anything or things would be going on, his first thing would be, what does the word say? What does the word say? But dad, I'm not feeling good. Well, what does the word say? And so you talk to those who have been trained by him and they would say, well, what does the Bible say? What does the word say? And you want to say, don't say that. That's the same thing he said. <laughs> that's what he would say. Well, that's just good training. Amen. We're not trained. We're not being trained to be monkeys, but we're trained, amen, to mature and develop in the things of God. And this is a safe, great, safe place, this is a safe house to grow in. Don't stay in the same place that you've been. Grow. Grow. Amen. It takes a lot for us to grow in humility. Praise the Lord. I'm going to say it again. Because y'all didn't respond. It takes a lot to grow in humility. That's better. It takes a lot to grow in humility. 
Six people still didn't say amen. I ain't saying it. I ain't saying it. I don't care if you say it till you, till you turn white. Like, man, I ain't saying it. <laughs> but this is the place where, where God is able to speak to us and where, where we're able to break out of our carnality our carnal way of living, and where we're able to mature and where we're able to grow. Again, the gifts of the Spirit are for the body of Christ. But how we treat one another, how we love one another, the care that we have for one another. It's wonderful that the world sees all the gifts of the Spirit, but one of the main things that's going to draw the world to the church is our love for one another. Our care that we have for one another. You are loved. And don't allow the enemy to talk you out of the place that God has called you to. Don't allow the enemy to talk you out of the place that God has brought you to where you can grow and where you can develop. And maybe things are not growing and developing as fast as you think they should. But just stay where you're at. Stay right where you're at and grow and mature and come to the realization that we all don't grow up overnight. That it just takes time. And we love one another, and we nurture one another, and we care for one another, and we watch each other grow. You all with me this morning? Amen. This is a safe place. This is a safe place. This is a safe house. Not so that you can stay the same but so that you can grow. Amen. Did you get anything out of the message this morning? Amen. Praise God. Did, when, when I went through that list, did you see anything that you needed to grow in? Amen. Three amens and two grunts. Okay. <laughs> Amen. This is, this, is, this is the gym right here. This is the gym. This is where things really change. Yes, we run and we dance and we shout, but this is the place where it really gets down to the nitty-gritty, where we really have to be introspective and really look and, and judge our, our hearts and judge our motives. This is the real place, and this is where we really, really grow. Amen. i say this right quick, and I am done. I, I was, again, raised in the, in the 60s, and so and so when anybody would say the N-word, I was taught to respond a certain way. You call me in, and we're going to be into it. And so, you know, the Lord had me start ministering in white churches. <laughs> and so I went to a white church, this one church, amen, and the pastor had me at the door greeting with him as people were coming in. And a lady walks in and says, oh, pastor, I didn't know we were having an inn here to preach today. Oh, well, what do you do? <laughs> Woo! What do you do? <laughs> Show love. I wasn't thinking that right then. <laughs> because I have been taught to respond a different way. But I'm the only black person up in there. Hello? That's a lady. I can't punch her. <laughs> huh? I'm getting ready to preach. I can't cuss her out right now. You. St 
Huh? All that came. Hello? I wanted to respond in my flesh. And I don't know why I did this. It had to be God. I grabbed her and hugged her. Oh, Jesus. And I called her like this. I said, sister, before this week's over with, you and I are going to be best friends. And I let her go, and she goes. Oh, I wanted to hit her. <laughs> Jesus! Lord, have mercy. But anyway, we had one of those weeks where it was just a wild week, and the Holy Ghost fell, amen, and God moved. And whenever service wasn't going the way that it should, I'd walk over to her and say, bless her. Bless her, Jesus. Bless her. Bless her. Bless her. Woo, bless her. Bless her. And God would start moving. Bless her. Bless her. <laughs> Sorry, bro. <laughs> you messed up my waves. We're going to have a problem. <laughs> bless him. <laughs> He's like, no, I bless you. <laughs> Uh, I'm telling you, but before that week was out, the lady came up to me and she hugged me. And she said, I just love you. And I said, I love you too. And she said, next time you come, I want you to stay at my house. I said, oh, no. Oh. <laughs> no, no, brother, smarter than that. I said, you've been here all week and God didn't have a chance to work on, on you, but your family ain't been here. Come on, Bible says be wise as serpents and what? Harmless as a dove, yeah, uh-huh, nah. But anyway, it's amazing what the love of God can accomplish. That was greater than the running. That was greater than the dancing. That was greater than the rolling on the floor because God did something in both of our hearts. Let's grow in these things. Amen. And this is a safe house to grow in the love of God. I've enjoyed my time with you this week. Amen. It's been a blessing. Happy 25th anniversary. Amen. I expect to be invited back to the next one. Because I'll still be here and I'll still look the same. <laughs> we hope you're inspired by today's message. If you want to hear more from the Word of God, head over to cwol.org. Check us out on YouTube or any social platform under at Seawall Madison. We believe God is working within you, and we want you to know Him so you too can make Him.